When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply cricket because tonight it is the third one day international the decider between Pakistan and New Zealand cricket commentator one of the great voices Garth Galloway joins us on the program morning to you Garth welcome G'day how are you Mark? Very well thank you, you, you you'd play spin you'd go down the wicket wouldn't you Garth? <laughs> Try to yeah wouldn't always get it right though Yeah. Uh, how, important, how important is it for New Zealand to try and win this series against Pakistan tonight? Um well, I think little little rides on it, really. Although, you know, with the World Cup coming up, it's always nice to get uh, wind under the belt. You know, for New Zealand, it's a rare opportunity to win a series in Pakistan, mate. Um, I thought they played very well in that second one-day international. They really did a great job. Uh, Williamson and Conway putting on 181 was, you know, a terrific partnership. And I thought the spinners backed them up as well. Uh, you know, the only 13 overs have seen movement. I've seen bowling from Ferguson and Saudi, and then four spinners bowled. And, you know, Bracewell continues to look like the find of the tour in some regards. Um, Sodi bowled pretty well. And, you know, they, they, they do look like, yeah, they, 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 I think they've got a reasonable chance, and I hope they win it. I think to win a series over there is, is a pretty good achievement. Yeah, no, look, um, a, 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 absolutely. Uh, I just want to, in terms of the balance and the makeup of the side, uh, when it comes to the top of the order, are you still convinced Finn Allen is an opening batsman that that Conway-Allen opening partnership is the way going forward? Well, I haven't been convinced of that um, at all, really, uh, because I think that they play Allen, certainly in the 2020 cricket, I think his role is wrong. Uh, you know, he's allowed to go out there and just slog. And we saw it, you know, it, it did come off against Australia on that one occasion. Uh, but it, it hasn't worked, been successful, in my view, against you know good good bowling attacks. So, for me, he's had to find another way to play the game. Um, he he obviously uh, didn't perform in the second one day international. I think he got what twenty nine or so in the first one. Uh, I, I feel it, 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 it may work, Mark. I think it's worth persevering with in the absence of other alternatives. But he has to find a way to spend more time at the crease and. You know, he has to convert against sides like Pakistan. You know, I always want to see and measure players' performances against the top sides. And I think playing Pakistan in Pakistan is difficult. You know, I'd like to see Alan scoring 70s and 80s in the odd century. That's what he has to do. It, it, it can't just be about getting out there and blasting. Mm. So I, I do think it's worthwhile persisting with, but I, I, I think it needs a degree of uh, modification on the, bat, on the batsman's behalf. Yeah, because yeah, I guess the danger is if Alan, if we lose him early and Kane Williamson then comes in, we know Kane Williamson, look, he's not a natural fast scorer, is he? He tends to be more of the precision. No. He's the guy that's just going to build that innings throughout the 50 overs. But the danger is then you, and you suddenly lose another wicket. You, you find yourself in a little bit of hole. You haven't got that player at the other end um, who's yeah. going to play with maybe the positivity to almost hit your way out of the hole. That's right. And, you know, I think one of the things that Kane, although when you look at Kane's overall uh, strike rates for his career in white ball cricket, they're pretty good. Uh, but I, I feel in recent times, and, and even in this recent test series against Pakistan, that Kane has 
uh, struggled to, 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 to lift the rate when required. And in a way, you know, New Zealand, I think we want to see him do that without being pushed, if that makes sense. There's been a lot of talk about it. Um, but it, it's much harder for him if he's batting at three and they lose a wicket early on because he, he does have to rebuild and make sure that they don't lose wickets in clusters. And I think he's, he's one of the best players in the world at doing that. You know, he, he, he really is able to come in, be composed, not let the loss of that first wicket affect him to the extent that, you know, it, 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 it creates panic or anything along those lines. He's amazing, really. Mm. Um, but, but it would be, you know, certainly with, uh, bearing in mind what's coming up this year in, in World Cup cricket is, you know, need to see Kane, I think, scoring at a faster rate. That would be mm. his goal, I'm sure. I want to talk about Mitchell Santner because I've been a bit harsh on his inclusion often at test level, not feeling that he brings enough oh, X-factor, that he's yeah. the type of guy that can bowl a side out. But you cannot deny his role at a one-day level. I mean, he knows how to tie and end up. One-day cricket is more about run restriction than it is about taking wickets. Is he being given the credit that he deserves at a one-day level in this country? Uh I, I'm not sure. I, I think it's a good question. You know my views on him. You know, he's played 25 tests. I don't think he should have played any. Um, so, but, but in terms of white ball cricket, I, I just think he's a he, he's been a magnificent performer for New Zealand. He is a key part of of this team, um, and his his control, his uh, changes in pace, his deception, and indeed in Pakistan a little bit of turn as well make him a really formidable player. Um, he would be one of my first picks, Mark, in the side. Uh, and the other thing, of course, that you, you will have seen is he's contributing with the bat in these one-day internationals. You know, he's a really useful all-rounder, um, a top-quality white ball cricketer. Uh, you know, I have nothing but um, nothing but respect for him. Yeah, he sort of takes you back to the days of the sort of almost the Gavin Larsons, one of those players that just seems to go underneath the radar. But, boy, before you know it, 10 overs have been soaked up. Few runs have been given away, and if, yeah. he, if, if he's on, you, you suddenly you know you've almost reduced the opposition to forty overs. Uh, look, Arthur, yeah, I, 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 I do want to change it up. The Black Caps T Twenty squad has been named to tour India. It's Mitchell Santner, Finn Allen, Michael Bracewell, Mark Chapman, Dane Cleaver, Devon Conway, Jacob Duffy, Lockie Ferguson, uh, potentially making their debut. Ben Lister out of Auckland, Daryl Mitchell, Glenn Phillips. Uh, Michael Rippon from the Otago Vaults, Henry Shipley, who potentially could end up making his T20 debut, Ish Sodi and Blair Tinkner. Now, there's a lot of names in there people might not be familiar with, including the likes of Jacob Duffy, Shipley, as we mentioned, the likes of Blair Tinkner. Is this squad a demonstration of the depth we've got in T20 cricket, or is this squad look a little bit too experimental? Uh, I think this is probably the best squad they can put out there. Uh, so I, I, I think it's a reflection of... Uh, of the depth in New Zealand cricket. Bear in mind, we only have six first-class sides. Uh, you and I have talked in the past about succession planning and, in my view, a, a, a distinct lack of it in terms of uh, you know playing players against weaker opposition and trying to bring them in. Um, so I think it's probably the best uh, squad that they can put together but it doesn't look to me to be a particularly strong one. And when I say the best squad they can put together, that's in, in, on the basis that Williamson won't be there, Saudi won't be there, Henry is injured, and, of course, Bolt is um, is unavailable. So they're, they're, they're having to juggle a lot of individuals' commitments and desires in the interest of getting the best out of their players. They'll want uh, Saudi and uh, Williamson back here preparing for the England Test Series, which is, of, of course, looming. 
So probably the best squad in the circumstances, Mark, but not one uh, that, to my eye, looks particularly strong. Hmm. Okay, let's change it up. We've got England arriving here, two tests starting mid-February. We've heard the comment, Basball, I know Brendan McCullum's not that keen on it, but it's taken off. England trying to change test cricket, trying to make it entertaining, trying to make it the number one game, get bums on seats. Uh, We've heard a lot about it, but I want you to tell us what can we expect from England? What are England bringing to New Zealand? Well, they bring uh, that that high... um Octane batting approach. There's no, there's no question about that. That they will bring that. Um, they will try to anyway. Uh, you know, they've, they've introduced Duckett in Pakistan, who is uh, quite a hard-hitting opener. Crawley, uh, who has been less successful at Test cricket, uh, I, I'm sure will. They're going to continue to say to him, just attack. He's out playing uh, in the uh, Big Bash at the moment and and performing well. Uh, so those are your openers, and then you start to look at players like Pope, uh, Root, Stokes, Bearstow's back in the mix, and they have Harry Brooks, who scored three centuries against uh, Pakistan in his first series over there. Um, he's a young Yorkshire player who's formidable. So I, I don't doubt that they will continue to try and score runs quickly. They have, um, since the so-called, well, well, baseball, I don't particularly like the phrase either, but it's stuck, isn't it? Uh, but since since McCullum and Stokes took over, my understanding is that their run rate in test cricket is 4.7 they've scored at, which is remarkable. Hmm. And at times in Pakistan, they were scoring at 6.5. They will bring that game to New Zealand, there's no question. They're not going to change. Uh, the question for New Zealand is, is how can they turn that into an opportunity for them? And, you know, I, I do think that, uh, that their approach of England does make them vulnerable. Um, and they have said, and rightly so, as, as when they lost that test to South Africa in England last year, uh, that their approach won't always work. So it, it does create opportunities as well. But you have to have the right attack to be able to take those opportunities. And that's the question, I suppose, with New Zealand. Uh, Bolt is not being favoured. Uh, because um, he won't be back from overseas until shortly before the tournament. I thought they would have bitten, uh, you know, both his arms off to get him into the team, but it seems not. Uh, so, you know, you're then left with Salvi and Wagner, and, and you know, for me, Salvi is a magnificent bowler, but down on pace a bit now. Wagner, we've seen bowling 125 to 128. I don't think that will throw fear into the hearts of the English batsmen. So you, you can expect them to attack. I also think that if Bracewell plays, they will look to target him. Um, you know, Bracewell is an inexperienced test bowler. I, I can imagine the middle order going very hard after him. Whether it works or not is another story. Bowling-wise, uh, you know, I think they'll bring their usual. Uh, you'll have Anderson and Stokes. Uh, sorry, Broad and, and Anderson. Stokes as well. And Robinson is the, uh, is the other bowler I think they'll pick for the test series. And they'll play Leach as well. And with Anderson and Broad, you will have... I think Broad going around the wicket to the left-handers and proving very challenging for Latham and Co. Uh, Anderson, we just we know what he's about. Um, just a magnificent swing bowler. And Robinson's pretty formidable uh, with both pace and bounce. Then you've got Stokes, uh, who we saw in Pakistan really starting to bowl an in-swinger for the first time uh, with a, a bit of reverse swing and so on. He's, bowled, he's fresh. He looks great, Stokes. He looks like he loves his bowling. And they'll bring Leach, who, you know, for me is just a, a very tidy test, uh, test finger spinner. So, that, you know, they'll bring the aggressive approach, Mark. Uh, the question is, 
you know, how will New Zealand play yeah, in relation to it? Yeah, I was going to ask you that question. I mean, we, I, I, I do think I saw a change and shift in the thinking in the tests against Pakistan under the captaincy of Salvi. Um, but how much time do you spend on trying to find a flaw in the way England play and exploit that versus just playing the, you know, I, I guess just playing your game? Well, I think you have to stick to your own plans bowling-wise. I mean, they know they know the strength of these batsmen from England. They know how they will try to play. And and the, the New Zealand players have to have a plan for that, and it'll be built around accuracy and, and movement and so on. But, um, I yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the approach New Zealand, the thing that's going to be hard for them is if England get away, for example, if England bat first and score at 4.7 runs and over, then you know that they're going to be scoring over 400 runs in a day. And the difficulty then for New Zealand is if, if they don't seek to score at a similar rate, time just disappears. And mm. so you end up, you know, the only result you can play for uh, is a draw, and England will always be looking to win. So the dynamics of that, I think, make the game very interesting. And if England are successful in scoring at those sorts of rates, then to compete, I think mm. New Zealand have to do something similar. Mm. Garth Galloway, my guest on the programme. Garth, look, just one other final topic, and I, I sort of haven't mentioned this to you, but I just see that yesterday it came through that Australia are not going to play any cricket against Afghanistan now because of the Taliban, their attitude towards women, women not allowed to play sport, and basically the shutting down of all women's rights. And so I understand the political stance being taken, and I imagine other countries within the ICC will do this as well. But I still struggle a little bit here with the hypocrisy because I do look at the caste system that it still exists in India with the Dalits particularly, who are the lowest sort of form, I guess, in the caste system and yep. are treated pretty, uh, pretty diabolically in India. I mean, it, it's basically um, apartheid. Call it whatever you want. It's basically apartheid. Is there not a double standard here? Is there not a hypocrisy here in that money seems to override um, sort of taking the moral high ground? Well, it, it, it's, re- it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I, I just think that the... The problem with the Australian stance is it doesn't help Afghani cricket in any way. And, you know, if the, I can't imagine, and I, I speak from a position of complete ignorance, so forgive me if I'm wrong, but I can't imagine that the Afghanistan, you know, that the cricket players are Taliban supporters. Agree, I agree, 100%. You know, and so that's the starting point. Of course, the way that uh, women are demonised and, uh, you know, and, and are treated by the Taliban is deplorable and no one uh, can uh, could ever support an environment like that in a civilised country. But I, I can't see how it helps Afghanistan in any way in terms of its cricket. And to punish them in this way seems to me to be um, counter, counterintuitive and counterproductive when you are trying to develop the game more and more mm. in a world that is always uh, seeking the entertainment yeah. dollar, you know? Well, it just well, doesn't seem right. Yeah, and I look at it too, and I think, you know, the Afghan cricket team is actually a symbol of almost what democracy looks like. Look at I the, agree. Look at, look at the joy in the world. Look at what can happen. Look how Afghanistan can be received and, and what it does do. And I think, I agree with you 100%, I don't think any of these well, players are Taliban supporters. Back. Yeah, it's not going to change anything, you know, from... It, it, it's not going to change the way the Taliban do anything. Uh, no. They're not going to go, oh, crikey, this is yeah, terrible, but, we need to change our but, ways. 
So, so all, the only people who are going to suffer in that light are the people yeah. who want to play cricket and develop the global mm. game. But I've never seen anybody take a stance against India. I, I've never, I've seen them take a stance against South Africa. I've seen, you know, I don't see anybody ever sort of shutting down the Chinese because of their economic power with the way the, the Uyghur minority are basically being racially cleansed up there as well. And I just find all of this just a little bit hypocritical in terms of these um, human rights issues that we want to pick and choose. If there's no sort of real economic benefit, we're happy to go after it. But if there is an economic benefit, hey, we'll, we'll sort of just, you know, we'll look past it. And I, I, yeah. I, I just struggle with all of that. I mean, you're either all in politically or you're not. Well, it's easy. It's very easy for Australia to say we're not playing against you, Afghanistan, isn't it? Because yeah. the reality is it's just it's just damaging those players. It, there's no money in it. Uh, they don't probably want to play against Afghanistan or be involved with them, particularly because... You know, they're, they're a weak side. It doesn't add anything. The broadcast rights won't be worth much and so on. So um, it's very easy to, to, to try and make some, you know, so-called giant political stand against mm. a, a, a nation where the yeah. ramifications are so slight. The point you make is a good one. You know, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Garth Galloway, as always, lovely to have you on the programme. Oh, quickly, how did your golf go yesterday? Sam wants to know. Were you any good? Did you uh, play head down, golf, soft hands? And where, did, uh, and where did you play? Okay, well, so I'm in Dunedin today. I'll tell you, I'm down in Dunedin actually going to a memorial service for Steve Davies' wife, Louise, who died. Oh, okay. Uh, very sadly, a couple of weeks ago. And so you'll remember Steve. And I do, yep, work, worked with Steve. Steve. Yep, worked with Steve over the yeah. years, yep. Yeah, wonderful man and a great friend. So we're, so Lisa, my wife and I are down here. We're off to play St. Clair, 18 holes up there today. Lovely course. It's a beautiful day in Dunedin. It's about 20 degrees. And as my father would have said, not a cloud in the sky, and there isn't. Uh, but I played at Charteris Bay yesterday. Now, that's a little course over on the peninsula. You drive up past um, the sign of the Tiwi and down yep. into Governor's Bay and around the bays there. It's just a magnificent course. I've had about six rounds with Jerry Coney there before we did the commentaries of the Pakistan series and um, sort of his golf out for him as well. So what did you shoot, Garth? We haven't heard a score. We haven't heard a score, Garth. 80, you're talking, 80, you're talking 80, a good game, yes, Garth. 80. 80? 80. We'll 80. take that. And what, what, yeah, so what's... Eight, pa- eight over. Oh, eight over, past 72. Wow, great. Fantastic. So, sorry, the, so did you say Charteris Golf Club? Charteris, Charteris Bay. Bay. Okay, there you go. People yeah. around the country, Charteris Bay Golf Club. Look forward to playing it. Give I'm, me a yell. I'll take them out there. Great place.